This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn with an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters May 31st. Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, a practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This episode, we're going to be talking about 2023, our year in review, how it went. This episode is airing in mid-December 2023, so the year is not entirely over yet, and uh, it may be possible that some things will happen in the rest of these few weeks of the year. We'll see. We'll all see. But uh, for the most part, the year has happened, and so we can review how it went. So we set our yearly goals for 2023 last year, and we had a you know, 2023 goals episode. We had a mid-year check-in. Sarah, when do you usually set your yearly goals? So when did you set your goals for 2023? I believe I set my goals for 2023, probably sometime in November or so of 2022, as we were preparing for this episode. I'm really grateful to our listeners who continually give us feedback that they enjoy these episodes because I really like doing them. I like having a deadline for myself or having to get at least a preliminary version of my annual goals done. And so that's how I did it in 2022. At least that's yeah. what I remember. Yeah, no, I remember setting goals in you know November as I'm like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to have to do this episode. <laughs> and so it forces us to be a little bit 
more organized and systematic about doing it. But of course, whatever goals you set for the year, there's also things that happen that are related to the goals, things that are just random highlights. So let's go ahead and talk about a few of our highlights from 2023. So Sarah, what was really exciting for you this year? Well, this was a really big year for me professionally because it was the very first year I had where the entire year was spent working part-time in my clinical role without any kind of other work obligations. And so I was free to spend the other 40% of my time kind of building my creative offerings, you know, building best laid plans, creating courses, doing more in the Patreon, like doing lots of other things. And it was a lot of fun. I feel like I learned a lot, but just settling into that and experiencing what life was like in that hybrid position was was a really big part of 2023 for me. Yeah. And you traveled some interesting places as well. I know you guys took some pretty epic trips over the course of the year. I mean, not quite as epic as you, as we'll get to, but we did one really big family trip that was kind of something we had saved for for a while and thought about, which was our Disney cruise to Alaska. We also spent time in Vancouver and then Vancouver Island as part of that, which was really, really cool. And then we took some smaller trips, including one to D.C. that was a spring break venture. And I had always talked about having like my kids pick destinations around age 10. This was belated because Annabelle was 11 when we took the trip. She had just turned 11. But she had still kind of selected the destination. And so that was really fun to see that come to fruition. Yeah. Or even just, I mean, with your Alaska trip, seeing that you could take two weeks off as a family, I think that was a pretty big, exciting goal. I mean, with with jobs that are not terribly flexible, that obviously requires a huge amount of planning. There was also a Best Laid Plans Live, I believe. Yeah, that was a big, like big professional milestone for me. I definitely have never, ever created a live event. That's not something I had experience with in my life. And that was one of the bigger pie in the sky goals I had set for 2023. So it was so much fun to have that come to fruition. I think you were a big part of the success of that event because so many of the people who came were like, I know you through best of both worlds. And I'm sure when they heard you were coming, they were super, super excited to join in. So I appreciate your contributions to just being there, even as I designed and created the event. And it was honestly so much more fun than I even thought it was going to be. So that was cool. And then finally running. It was like such a running year, 2023. And I haven't had a running year in a long time. I mean, really, the last time I was very, very serious about my running was probably 2009. So that's quite a gap. And we can go into detail about the various trials and tribulations of that. Maybe we'll talk about that later in the episode when we review specific goals. But I do feel like it just deserves a shout out as like a a highlight of the year that it was a big running year. Yeah, I mean, certainly I was reading about your running on your blog, and you'd be posting about these 50, 60 mile weeks, mile weeks. And I mean, just people think about that, right? Like, what it takes to fit 50 to 60 miles into a life where you are practicing medicine, you're running a creative business, you are raising three children, like, it's just kind of a lot. It's a testament to how much you were able to organize your schedule to make that fit. And I enjoy it. I mean, if I didn't like it, you wouldn't have done that, right? Obviously, yes. yes. So yeah, so your highlight, highlight reel. Again, we're going to delve into way more detail about these past experiences of 2023 in a bit. But Laura, what does your highlight reel look like? My highlight reel or like the 12 grid, nine grids, whatever it is (laughs) on social media. I've never quite figured that one out. Well, we had some really awesome travel this year. I mean, partly began the year with me and my three older kids 
in front of uh, Buckingham Palace watching the fireworks in London. So that was pretty cool. I went to Acadia. I spent two weeks at the beach in the summer. That was something I'd wanted to do. I really like the beach and you know, the rest of my family at least tolerates it. And we have this house we you know, rent most summers. And so I was like, well, I could rent it for two weeks. You know, it's still cheaper than actually owning a beach house or something like that. So we did that. And then we went to Norway, the four older kids and Michael and I went to Norway at the end of the summer. And that was quite an adventure. Professionally, uh, you know, I it was fun to be on the Today Show again. That's something I hadn't done for a while, like being on national TV really since before the pandemic. So it was fun to kind of get dip my toe back in the water of that with the then hilarious result of my outfit was then photographed for a website like called Shop My TV that you could. <laughs> so it was like this is my first time as a, a fashion icon, apparently. I took four retreats. These are really highlights for me. It's something I you know talked about wanting to do. Obviously, you and I have our short recording retreats together. We always a good excuse in late winter to flee to Florida, go see Sarah. But I also took a novel writing one over the summer where I more or less got a draft into shape of a book called The Norwegian Secret to Enjoying Winter. I met up with some writing colleagues in in Portland, and you and I met up in Boston, and then did Best Laid Plans Live, which was a ton of fun. I think, you know, obviously you ran the whole thing, but I was glad to contribute as I could. I think my key contribution was leading the late night going out part of it, because Sarah is a wonderful hostess but not at 10 p.m. <laughs> She's like, no. I want to go to bed. <laughs> so. I think I did join for part of the second night. So I get a tiny bit of credit. But no, I was like, bye. And also I had been like teaching all day. Like I was like, I need it. I need some. I need a minute. <laughs> you need to get away from the rest of us. Yes, yes. Yes. So I would make sure that people were going out and hanging out at the bar and all that. And uh, Sarah was uh, doing the rest of the show. What else? Oh, gosh. I mean, well. Taylor Swift. That was fun. Billy Joel concert and. You know, also just some really cool things with the kids, like running 5Ks with Jasper and having him join choir with me, hearing both my kids, my middle school kids play in their jazz band, like watching Ruth be the Wicked Witch of the West in a summer theater production. That was a true highlight indeed. Aww. Yeah, the kids stuff is really, really fun. And it is interesting how at a certain age, your kids kind of like performances like become really, really enjoyable to watch. Like I'm sure seeing Ruth perform is like really, truly delightful. And so I feel like we've reached a new milestone there. Yes. No, it's true. Like the jazz band is actually good. (laughs) Like it's jazz I'd want to listen to, which I can say, you know, I've sat through elementary band concerts in the past, you know, there's a learning curve for everything, but uh, they're getting very, very good. The more they practice, if they practice more, they'd be even better. And so that's an ongoing source of our discussions. But uh, yeah, it's actually fun to see these kids' concerts now. And I feel like we both noticed some of our kids growing up a lot. Like, Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I was just say, boy, Alex has matured in so many ways over the course of 2023. Began the year really concerned about how everything was going with school and all that. It was really challenging, but he's really been coming into his own in many ways. And it's become, you know, a lot more fun when it's less of a source of parental stress dealing with him. And so I've seen him make a couple of really excellent choices lately that I'm just so proud of him for. So yeah, that's been an awesome development over the course of of the year. I love that. All right. Well, let's delve into some 
like specific goals. And we're going to take the format of actually going back a little bit to what we said in our episode. So if you're really wanting to audit our intentions, you too could go back and listen to that episode and see how excited we were about some of these things. And now we will give you the verdict. Like, did they happen? Were we successful? Did we decide to pivot? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, Sarah, let's start with you because, you know, you were like, I am going to make this a big running year. So let's go a little bit more into the specifics of it. Yeah. So I will quote my notes. I said I wanted to make 40s PRs in the 5K half and potentially run a marathon or start training for a 2024 marathon. And I wanted to hire a coach, do nutrition group, boot coaching with Megan Featherston, run a half. And I did and try super shoes. I had not tried super shoes, which are like the kind of faster new generation of shoes that are out there. I have done every single one of those things. So I feel like, again, like that was if there's one area where I actually like did everything, it's that except for the fact that I did not run a marathon this year because of a freak injury involving my car that you all heard about before. But no one could have seen that one coming, including me. So I give myself a free pass on that. And since I did mention training for a 2024 marathon, I'll just say, yeah, I'm, that's still my hopes. So still not that we're talking book. about next year's goals because we're not. We are but not ta- but no, since I did write that. Us here. <laughs> we were like, there's going to be a goals 2024 episode in two weeks. So we're like, OK, as we're making notes for this, make sure we don't talk about 2024. We're only talking about 2023 in this episode. But I will say that you wound up signing up for a 2023 marathon, but that was not in the original 2023 goals. So in fact, all your running goals have happened from where you set them at the beginning of 2023, you would just decided to be a little bit more ambitious given how good the training cycle was going. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And I did set 40s PRs in the 5k and the half marathon. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, no, that's great. That's really exciting. And you're still doing your strength training, correct? Yes. I mean, I fell off of it a little when I was in the peak weeks of marathon training. But for most part, I feel like I can give myself a pass on that. And then I'll just go through a a few of these other goals here. I wanted to, by the way, we're talking about the ones that we did first. So don't get the idea that we did them all because there's going to be sections coming up in this episode where there's ones we didn't do. But here's my success stories. I went to an in-person work conference. I got my car washed once. My goal was to do it once. (laughs) Once. I love, it's just once. Once. It wasn't like get your car washed monthly. It's just once. And you got it washed once. Once. Correct. All right. That's goal fulfillment right there. (laughs) Check. Check. I wanted to watch at least two movies. And actually, I ended up watching, I think, six or seven movies and many of them in the theater. I think at least five in the theater. So that is pretty cool. I wanted to be a patron of other arts. I went to two plays, maybe one other kids play. I went to an art museum and I wanted to go to one ballet, which it is happening after this episode airs, but I have tickets. We are going to Nutcracker. So I can check that one off as well. I wanted to establish library Saturday and more family reading time which we have done. I wanted to up my packing game for vacations by trying packing cubes and consider upgrading luggage. Yep, we got Target rolling suitcases for all of the kids and packing cubes for everyone. So that's a yes. I wanted to build my business and work on the growth of Best Laid Plans, Best of Both Worlds, making Best Laid Plans Academy awesome because that had like just started. I don't think I'd even taught my first round yet. And to do more speaking. And I wanted to try to basically make an equivalent to my full-time salary with my 60-40 split. And I think I ended up doing that this year. I'm still crunching numbers and expenses and taxes and all that fun stuff. But 
It's been a really successful year, and I feel like I learned a ton about what people really want from me and what they really enjoy in terms of the content and the style. So I'm really excited. We'll not talk about the future, but you get what I'm saying. And then finally, I wanted to figure out how I could see fall leaves. I saw some in Boston. I know you didn't count that as a leaf peeping, but like for me, comparatively, it counts. I wanted to see my college best friends, and I did in November in Colorado. And then finally, I wanted to work on my nails. This is a mixed success. I wanted to get more manicures or figure out some home solutions. I definitely got more manicures in 2023 than I've gotten in the past. And I bit my nails less. (laughs) (laughs) How does one measure that? That you Eh, objectively know it was less? Like, I know it's less. And like, you know, sometimes when you bite them, like they'll get irritated. Like, I feel like that happened a lot less, but in very stressful situations, sometimes it still happens. So probably happens to the best of us. Exactly. Well, on that celebratory note, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we'll be back talking about my 2023 goals. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Thrive Cosmetics. I am a speed demon when it comes to my makeup routine. I have approximately five minutes or maybe three between showering and starting my routine of getting the kids out the door for school. And so I'm always looking for products to keep things super streamlined and easy for my everyday look. Thrive Cosmetics for years has been part of that. I've discussed the Brilliant Eye Brightener before, which is a serious workhorse for making me look more awake. But lately, I'm also super into their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It's a tubing mascara that lengthens lashes and is super easy to remove as well, which is key because my makeup removal routine is just as streamlined. You can feel great about shopping at Thrive because for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. So refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash best of. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash best of, B-E-S-T-O-F, for 10% off your first order. Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and Roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga, along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald. The film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son Ezra. 
When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving. And according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide, May 31st. Well, we are back talking about our 2023 year in review, how the year went, what goals we achieved, what we didn't, various highlights along the way, learnings of from the year. Sarah just discussed all her various victories on the 2023 goals she set. So I had a couple. One of my daily ritual sort of ones was to write 52 sonnets at the pace of two lines a day. So that's 14 lines a week, which a sonnet is 14 lines. So one sonnet a week over the course of the year. I have, in fact, stuck with it. So wherever we are when we're recording this now or what, like 48 weeks into the year, I have, in fact, written all 48 of the sonnets. It's been good. Some are, some are decent. I'm happy with some of them. Some are okay. Some are never going to see the light of day for anyone but me. But that's kind of the reality of all writing. I think it's a, a good discipline to just do something every single day. So I'm glad I did that. My reading project for the year was to read all of Jane Austen. I did, in fact, do that. I have now read everything she's written that we know about. Um, so the six novels that are well known. There's also a bound volume I found of her juvenilia that includes this nov novella called Love and Friendship and several others, her, her writings from when she was, was much younger than her, her published novels. There's two half-finished posthumous novels that I read as well. So anyway, everything we know of that she wrote, I did in fact read. So that was exciting. I actually finished that a little bit early because I miscounted how many pages there were. And so my pacing was off, but whatever. It's good to finish an annual goal in September. I said I wanted to do some new time use research, which I did. Those who participated in the January 2023 time tracking challenge, many of you filled out surveys for me. So I now can say that people who track their time for a week their levels of time satisfaction rise to a statistically significant degree. That's good to know. I'm hoping to write about that in the near future. So stay tuned for that. But we are not looking forward. So we won't talk about that. My boxes are gone. Yay. That was largely about hiring a house manager. But whatever. Even if I didn't do it, I made it happen. So yay. I set a goal to have Alex do more non-screen stuff. We went through a period of about three months where we took away the iPad because it was not working for him at the time. Then we elected to bring it back this summer when we were traveling. It's been far more under control. And not just in terms of the time, like he's still probably on it more than I would like him to be on it, but it's not being reflected in bad behavior. So I feel like if you can manage it, then that's a different thing. We've also done just a ton of activities for him. He's in something pretty much every day, which is maybe for some kids a bit much. For him, it's probably even less than he should do because it's uh, good to burn off some energy. So, you know, lots of different things. Swimming a couple times a week, karate, parkour. Comic book club. But the comic book club turned out to be the thing that he liked most. So I just, on a I whim, I, I found that. this. 
Yeah, I found this brochure at the library. They're like, we're holding a comic book club where you draw your own comics. And I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll sign him up for it. Maybe he said he wanted to do it. And we've done some other freebie stuff at the library, some of which has been a bust. So I didn't have high hopes. But after two weeks, he's like, this is my favorite activity. So I'm hoping they do more stuff. Like, I'll sign him up for that. So yeah, that was great. I set a work goal to sell the back catalog, which is my old books. I did a Summer Reads book club where we read through four of my books. We read through Off the Clock, Juliet's School of Possibilities, The Cortland Boys, which is a novel I wrote, and The Norwegian Secret to Enjoying Winter. I, that was my deadline to get that one in shape to share, is that I knew I had about 500 people sign up for the club. So it was, you know, a way to focus on some older books. And I could certainly, I mean, at least with the Cortland Boys, I could see it sold a lot more copies in 2023 than it did in, say, 2022. So that is awesome. But I don't know that, you know, there were like breakthroughs on any of the books. I don't know. Who knows what I was saying? I did attempt to sell the back catalog a lot this year. So at least I tried. And I am strength training. I said I wanted to do some sort of strength training regularly in the course of the year. It's something I've said over and over again and really just not done. But a listener connected me with her trainer that she said he did virtual sessions as well because we don't live in the same place. And so I was like, sure, I'll try this out. And so he and I have been working out together weekly for the entire year. And he, you know, gives me a list of the exercises we do. And then I do them again a second time during the week. So yeah, that's been going great. I feel like that's a real testament to the fact that you are allowed to keep trying at a goal that you're failing at, because we're going to get to some fails in a little bit. And sometimes it just takes like a new approach, somebody to help you, a different angle, and then you figure something out. So that's really cool, because I do remember you mentioning that at least a couple of (laughs) other years. We've done this episode many (laughs) times. (laughs) Or the goals for the next year episode many times. And we all have certain things that we say we're going to do, and then we don't. We'll, We'll bring up the estate planning at some point. But yeah, you know, this was something that I hadn't done. And it's not as much as I probably should be doing, whatever should means, but it's something. And something is better than nothing. And a year in, I think I am seeing some progress. That is awesome. Well, on that happy note, we're going to take a turn. (laughs) (laughs) What didn't happen? (laughs) Goals we are either... Well, okay, so I was going to start with my fails. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I want you to start with your fails. I'll go first to talk about my failures. the, The idea of fails. Yeah, goals that we either abandoned, just didn't do, or maybe that we still want to do, but just didn't happen in 2023. Didn't happen in 2023. Well, okay. And so the first one is actually, when I did the notes for this, it was as a fail in the sense that the whole reason I wanted to do strength training is because I've been having various back and leg pain. Back pain is sort of more like whatever, middle age woes. But the leg pain was just bizarre, okay? Like, you know, this weird pain in my thighs when I'm standing or walking around. It's in my right leg only. And so, you know, this is like the problem of aging. You're kind of trying to figure out what bizarre symptom you have and like what one weird trick will help it. And, you know, it's, who knows, like nonspecific middle-aged pain is kind of hard to diagnose and treat, So this was all very frustrating. I've been doing a year of strength training, not really seeing any progress with it. But a couple weeks ago, 
I decided I was going to do a series of back exercises every single day, including some stretches, some back strengthening exercises. And I really do think it's been helping. Like I'm about three, four weeks into it now of doing it every single day. So no like, oh, is it today a day for it or not? It's today is a day for it. Every day is going to be a day for it. Just do it. And that's sort of helping in a general sense. But I also figured out this one weird trick for my leg, which is that if I touch my toes, so I guess it's sort of like an inversion kind of thing, like bend over and touch my toes. I think it's nerve pain. It takes the pressure off my lower spine. And if I hold it for like 30 seconds or so, I can often like short circuit it. Like it doesn't, it stops, it stops. And then it's good again for another bit of time. And then, you know, it might happen again. And then I can bend over and touch my toes again. But it's like, you're not walking around during the day, like touching your toes, right? Like, so it's, I didn't randomly come across this, but because I was doing these back exercises, one of which is like doing these inversion type things where you are bent over, (laughs) I figured this out. Like, so I'm like, whoa, okay, well, that's interesting. That's great. Well, it was a serendipitous discovery. I wonder if you did yoga because that just involves so many of those types of inversions that if you were like doing that more, maybe it would like open something up. But I actually have no idea. So this is not a professional recommendation. Well, sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Like if what if I was doing like 30 minutes of yoga a day, do I think that probably could have helped everything in general? Probably. It's just it wasn't something I was doing. So and it's not so much that it was like the yoga itself. It's like one specific aspect of it. And that was just the trial and error and figuring it out. Okay, so that was a semi-success for there that I started as a fail when I made the notes, but it's not. I have not repurposed my thousand episodes of Before Breakfast yet. They're just sitting there, just like they've been sitting there. (laughs) So, so much for that. I have not finished a new book proposal yet. Tranquility by Tuesday came out in uh, October of 2022. We are still figuring that next part out. So anyway... I did not match my income for 2022. So Sarah had the financial goal of making up her 40%. I am going to be significantly under where I was in 2022, partly because it wasn't the best year for speaking, which is interesting. It goes up and down a lot. That's one thing I've gotten used to in the course of running this sort of business. And I, for whatever reason, did not do a lot to market myself. We can ask myself why not, but... uh, As it is, I did not. And so then there you go. I am not necessarily doing all that great couple time. We do attempt to do some like Saturday afternoons when we have childcare for Henry, we go for a walk or something. We haven't done a whole lot of dates, but we are going on our first overnight couple trip. Should have happened by the time this airs. Our first trip since Henry. So there you go. But again, there's only so much mental energy. So we've not really been good about that. I said I was going to do my singing three times a week. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing it. I do it most weeks twice with choir, but I didn't track it. It just wasn't something I decided to do. We did not do a leaf peeping trip. On the other hand, it's been pretty good leaves around here. So I guess I didn't have to go anywhere to see it. So there you go. Yeah, there's really beautiful leaves around where you live, like all the colors and stuff. I mean, the peeping is like a bonus, but like you're getting leaves. (laughs) I'm getting leaves. There are leaves. All right. 2023 unmet goals coming at you. I wrote, I want to try going and said, I'm sure I want to try going to in-person yoga 
Uh, and I wrote, this is less for fitness and more for just something I miss. Did not go. Well, does beach <laughs> yoga count? I did do beach yoga at the We Bessel- did beach yoga. Best Life Plans That's not Live. what I meant, though. But so, no. So we've done it once this year. <laughs> Both of us. I meant like a class, like a yes. real class. But okay. This time, I will make it through Organized 365. Nope. Not even. I don't even know if I started, honestly. So, Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to delve into that. I just gave up. I tried. I did try like some different variation on that, like a 15 minute declutter. And I don't know. I'm, I'm like at a loss. I still want to declutter at home, but I don't really want to do the work. <laughs> you want a house that is decluttered. You just don't want to do the decluttering. Yeah. Right? And I feel like I'm like I'm operating against such forces from everybody else who lives in my house that it just like feels kind of futile anyway. Like even if I decluttered my stuff, like what would that mean? My bathroom is now like Annabelle's bathroom too. And Mm. there's a lot of cosmetics in there that are not mine. And it's a lot. (laughs) And I love it. Actually, sometimes she shares with me and we do skincare together and it's great. But I just saying like, this isn't really my house to declutter right now. So maybe that just has to be like when I am a empty nest. We'll defer that a decade or so. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. So what else? I wanted to work on homework routines. I don't know. Did I? Maybe I feel like it worked itself out, but I don't feel like I put any real effort into it. I had a crazy reading. Well, not crazy. I had an interesting reading plan where I wanted to read a 10th of a novel every day and a 14th of a nonfiction book every day minimum so that I would complete three novels and two nonfiction books per month with a total of 60, which to me is not a huge reach because I usually read around 50. And I think I started with this, but then quickly realized like that wasn't going to work because, you know, sometimes I did want to read more than that 10th and sometimes I wanted to read none. And the only thing that was really cool about starting this plan was I did start like tracking pages and I, I was writing in my monthly goals notebook, like what I had read on each day. And it helped me to see when I didn't like a book. Cause I'm like, I have been stuck on this book for two weeks and I've read like 20 pages. Like it's time to move on. And I think I did abandon a couple of books because I realized I just wasn't getting anywhere. So It was like a useful exercise to attempt, but, and I did read about 50 books as per usual. So it's not like reading was a fail, but that plan didn't actually come to fruition. I wanted to go to three musical concerts, which like didn't seem like that much of a reach. And I went to zero concerts. I wanted to see Taylor Swift. I couldn't spend that money or I decided not to spend that money. I had gotten tickets to Belle and Sebastian, you know, an old, like, they're cool, but they canceled their show, so I didn't get to go. And I I think that's it. So I failed on that. I wanted to pick one album to play in full each week based on the All Songs Considered picks. Like, they do this thing called New Music Friday. And I thought, oh, I'll pick one of their picks and, like, listen to it. I did do it sometimes. Like, I, I actually do, like, put on an album in the car. I love that, but I certainly didn't do it every single week. And I had a goal to have TV night once a week. and. I failed. I didn't watch enough TV, guys. It's it's a problem. <laughs> you set a goal like that. That's so funny. Like, Mary, yeah, my goal is to watch more TV and then you fail at that goal. I, you know, kind of. I read books instead. It's different. okay. Yes. And then I wanted to make sure each kid got a one-on-one trip. Nope. I did do mommy days, like summer days where they were one-on-one. And that was good. It was actually felt like kind of a lot this summer because I think I did them like week to week, back to back. But I did not take any one-on-one trips, actually. And then I wanted to see Miriam and my sister, my niece and my sister, and my parents at least twice. And this is a partial. I actually saw my parents three times, including once in D.C., but I only saw my sister and Miriam once. However, and I have been given the okay to share this, they now all live in the same place. They all live in Philadelphia. So 
this should in the future perhaps be easier. I wanted to finish estate planning. I did start, which is <laughs> more than I've done. Another in- one that's been on the list many times. I know. But I did like reopen our contract with the person and I have the paperwork and I even have in my mind like the time that we'll talk through some of it. And that's it. That's and it. then I wanted to do more consistent seasonal skincare. And you know, this goes and fail, but lately with these little partner skincare sessions I'm doing with my child, maybe I could say this was partially complete. Because <laughs> I use the Allure Beauty Box. Yeah. And a lot of the products they have are kind of seasonal. Like they'll put heavier face creams in the winter and then lighter mists in the summer. So I don't know. That's a partial credit. Yeah. No. Sounds good. I mean, it's been a pretty good year. I don't know. I think it's been a good year. Do you? I loved 2023. Yeah. Honestly, it was great. It was great. I could have done without the car thing. That was really like a bummer. For, for like, any new listeners, Sarah, unfortunately, got hit by her own car. I didn't even get hit. Yeah, I got like knocked backwards and thrown to the ground by my car because I didn't put it in park properly. So it was self-inflicted and no one else was harmed. No car was even harmed. Nothing was harmed except my leg. And it just like, I don't know, it kind of like soured the last couple months. But other than that, it was an awesome year. Yeah. Other than that. Well, you know, all the things that could happen. I know in the world at large, there's many horrible things happening and going on. And so we feel very blessed that we have, for the most part, been happy and healthy and moving forward on our goals in 2023. And we certainly hope that our listeners have experienced that same thing as well. We've been very grateful for the growth of this podcast over the course of 2023. We've been hearing from some new listeners, you know, people being very engaged in the community. And certainly one of the upsides of Best Laid Plans Live, although it was organized around Sarah's content and other podcasts, Best Laid Plans, a lot of people were also best of both worlds listeners. So that was really cool to be able to meet people in person. We also got to meet some listeners in person back in July. We had a small meetup in Philadelphia. So Really, really great to be able to engage with people. And we love hearing from folks. So feel free to write us with comments, feedback, questions, anything we want to know. Speaking of which, Best of Both Worlds has an awesome Patreon group that we've watched grow over the course of the past year. We have monthly online meetups via Zoom. We talk about different topics. So we just wanted to really quickly share what we'll be talking about in 2024 every month. So in case you feel like joining us, that would be great. If you just search on Patreon for best of both worlds pod will come up. It's kind of hard to give URLs over the air because we're people like trying to write them down. But it should come up and you can check out my blog for the link as well. Why don't I read through the first six and then you do the second six, right? Sarah? Sure. But okay. I think we should we should also mention the the true community aspect that it started to feel like and the fact that Like we post, well, Laura especially posts. I would say I post like once a week. She posts two to three times a week. And we often post requests or questions coming from the community. So someone will will write in like, I'm having this specific dilemma. It really does feel like just this collection of incredibly smart women to bounce ideas off of. People have different perspective. It's largely comprised of professional women, mostly with children, some without or some thinking about having kids. And when you have a question, like you get all these different and incredibly valuable perspectives, you get support. So I actually feel like this year it has gelled. Like we started as like, oh, we're going to teach. I don't think we even understood how much it would start to have like a community aspect, but I feel like in 2023, it really did. So I want to share that if anybody is like 
looking for social media alternatives as you are thinking towards next year. I know a lot of people are trying to be more mindful with their usage and what their consumption looks like. If you are more wanting to turn towards more curated things, this might be a really fun option for you because unlike the rabbit hole of like Insta or something, you know, it is finite. So even though we're posting a couple times a week, once you're done reading that, you would you'd be able to move on <laughs> with your life. And then well, if you had- and, it, and the comments <laughs> are both valuable and it's real people in a real community. So the bias is toward being helpful and positive, which is not always the bias in internet comments in general. So yeah, we've really appreciated that. I mean, boy, on a reading thread, there's something like 70 comments now. I mean, it's great and wonderful. So that's part of the big aspect of it. And then, you know, we have monthly online meetups. In January, we're going to be talking about habits in general, our habit symposium. February, we'll be discussing our first book club selection of the year. We do four in the course of the year. March, we'll be talking personal style. In April, we'll be talking career conundrums. So hopefully we can address and crowdsource a lot of career conundrums that people are having. May is book club number two. June, division of labor, always a hot topic. Then we've decided that July, we are going to take off for the summer. The longer I do this creation stuff, the more I understand that there is this inherent seasonality and we get so much participation for most of the year. And then the summer, everyone's traveling and everyone's busy or just wants to relax. So instead of doing a traditional hour-long session together, we're going to release a video answering AMA-type questions that's just private for the Patreon. So that'll be fun. In August, we'll do our third book club of the year. September will be a kind of time symposium, as is traditional. We'll talk about time blocking, task management, email, all that fun stuff. In October, we'll do a meal planning resource spectacular. November will be our fourth book club. So again, these are quarterly, spaced three months apart to give people time to read the books. And then December is... I do a yearly goals workshop. It's a fun way to get a taste of similar content that I do, you know, as part of some of my best laid plans offerings. So if you just wanted like a little taste of that, it is, I don't think too, is it too late to join for this month or no? Uh, (laughs) Well, if you are, I think this is airing on December 12th and our gathering is December 12th, right? So if you happen to listen to this at 6 a.m. and you want to join for, it'll probably be noon. I have to look at my calendar, and, but yeah, then. And you get access. You actually you get, get access Yeah, you can access the, the recording ones. whenever. So yeah. yeah, you can so, just. So there you go. There you go. It's a, but it's a great way. Like membership is $9 a month. You can always just join and quit if you hate it, right? And and you get, which you won't, you won't hate it because you're going to love it. I mean, <laughs> getting access to Sarah's goal setting workshop is really quite a bargain for for that. So yeah, please join us. We're having a grand old time. All right, moving to the questions. Sarah, are you reading this one? I will summarize it. Yes. Okay. All right. This listener writes, I'm a mom of a two-year-old and seven-week-old, and I wanted to get you and Laura's thoughts on goal setting during the first year, like baby's first year. She wants to be realistic, but also make strides in personal and professional goals. She works in academic medicine, fairly new in her role, and does some admin work in addition to her clinical work. So thoughts and advice on how to make goals for that kind of special period of time. Well, I mean, since I'm coming at this from the perspective of having had five kids, I mean, it's special. Of course, it's special. But, you know, you can't just like really take five years out of your life and say, I'm not going to do anything during that time. I mean, life continues and there's so many wonderful things that happen. So I'd say there's nothing wrong with setting ambitious goals 
even though you have a newborn. You know, I've written books, met book deadlines, launched books, ran a marathon, whatever. You know, it's just like you want to keep living your life on some level. And so life doesn't stop. It doesn't need to. Having kids is not some crazy thing that everything else stops for. I mean, it's part of life. I wish we had more of a perspective that it's like a healthy and wonderful part of our lives. And it's not something so separate and different that everything else has to stop for. I don't know if I'm expressing myself adequately here, but I actually believe it's a very feminist thing that we can have babies and do all our other things too, right? Like that it's not, these are not either or things at all. So, you know, I'd say, go ahead, set yourself your big goals, whatever you are thinking of doing, like, especially if they're big professional goals, make sure that your childcare is set up such that it supports your life. Not only that it supports you being at work, but also having time for rejuvenation outside of work and getting enough sleep. Make sure you have plans for when things go wrong with whatever your initial layer of childcare is. We've always talked about having multiple layers. And I, I don't know this woman's situation. Maybe her partner stays home with the kids anyway. So I don't, you know, I don't know. But whatever it is that is your situation, make sure that you have adequate coverage for your personal life so that you can set those big goals and really lean into them and not feel like you are fighting with one hand tied behind your back. Because it's really great when we can enjoy our children and enjoy our work as opposed to feeling like they're in conflict. And I think oftentimes when we feel like they are in conflict, it's because maybe we haven't made enough of setups to enable us to succeed on all of it. So make sure you have space for that. Though, obviously, you know, you can give yourself grace too. Like if something goes wrong, I mean, we can't control that if things go wrong in a health perspective or a child has special needs that are requiring a little bit more intensity than you thought originally, you know, give yourself grace for that. That's that's totally fine. But you can at least try to set those goals. Don't write off this time just because you have a baby. Yeah. I mean, Best of Both Worlds was born in 2017 and I was pregnant and then had Genevieve in the first year of this podcast. And the reason that that worked is because it was something I was super excited about doing. So I guess I would say, I do think in general, I've been less productive in my first trimester of each pregnancy. Not really the second and third. Second, third, I was fine. Probably did more. I was like hyper. So first trimester and then the first year of my baby's life, I had to be choosier about my goals because I was chained to a pump of my own choice and I was really tired. (laughs) So I still picked goals. I absolutely had goals. Again, best of both worlds. Here you go. But I do think like, You could also, as you said, still do big things, but maybe just be really, really selective about what's important to you during those time and then lean into the ones that really like give back to you in terms of like, oh, yeah, I spent my time doing that and like it felt good and it felt meaningful and I'm not doing it to like prove a point or just to make somebody else happy. But like I've chosen this for myself because honestly, during those times, sometimes you really want something that like reminds you that you're still you. And so doing something like starting a podcast or continuing a new podcast, like that would fit the bill. But maybe like if someone had mentioned some research paper that I wasn't that excited about, but I felt might be good for my career, like that might have been something to like push to later or never. Yeah. So go for goals you're excited about. Maybe be a little bit choosy about anything you are not terribly excited about. Excellent advice in general. All right. Love of the week, Sarah. I'm going to say, I'm sure I said this every time we review our goals, but listening to old podcast episodes, I, you know, it's actually pretty fun to say, what were we thinking at the end of 2022 and in our mid-year check-in? What was life like? Um, Podcasts do have an immediacy to them, which is then interesting to see 
how life develops afterwards. Like, what were we thinking about then? And are you still thinking about that now or not? And, you know, I'd like to hear how we, how we talk and how we engage with each other. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a fun podcast to listen to. So there we go. I like listening to old episodes. I love that. Well, I love these episodes in general, and I love goal-setting episodes from any other podcast. So if you hear some good ones, I think that'll be my love of the week. I love hearing people review their old goals and set new ones. So much fun. Yes. All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. We've been doing our 2023 year in review episode here, trying to look more retrospectively because there is a goals 2024 episode coming out very, very soon. But in the meantime... Well, how do I even end this episode? I was saying I'm listening to all these old episodes. (laughs) Best of both worlds. And yeah, here, making work and life fit together, so forth. I am losing my mind. All right. And enjoy the end of your 2023. There's still a few weeks left. (laughs) Two weeks left. Let's get to the end of the year. All right. See you next time. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.